and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 172. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. How are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing great, man. Uh, headed to the Super Bowl. Got my wisdom teeth pulled out. It's been a great week, man. Can't complain. I'm just, you know, I can't believe you picked me first and it caught me off guard, but I think I was ready, so... Yo, oh, that might that might be the most ready you've ever been. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm proud of Eric. I really am. <laughs> like I like it's it's like a it's like a proud papa moment for me <laughs> that he that he was surprised. He was shocked, but he read the situation, didn't allow for too long of a pause, and jumped right into talking about stuff that is a good intro to the show. Yeah. I mean this that was the first time ever. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Episode 172. Milestone moment for the fellows of Room 303. So for those of you listeners who are watching us live on YouTube or you know, pre-recorded, uh, check out the new W flag flying in the background. Let's go. Just kidding, Cubs suck. <laughs> Speaking of baseball, Nick, you had a topic for us today? Yeah, so they announced yesterday the new MLB 23, the show cover athlete. It is Jazz Chisholm of the Miami Marlins. Who? <laughs> Jazz Chisholm is the second baseman for the Marlins. He's a very flashy African American player. Okay, and, and he, you, he, he hit for sixty home runs last year. What, what do you do? You want to ask my opinion? He has not hit higher than two forty five the three years he's been in the league. The most games he's ever played in a year is one hundred and twenty. He played sixty games last year, and he got. Is are we missing something? He's not even the best black player in baseball. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Of course, you can name a bunch based off that. So he hasn't hit over two forty-five. Is that what you said? Yeah. Has Mookie been on a cover? If Mookie Betts hasn't been on a cover and Jazz Chisholm, <laughs> there's a disproportionate amount of covers being handed out here. Yeah, he was on the show twenty-one. Well, there's a version of MLB The Show twenty-one that has Mookie on it. Yeah, but Tatis was the athlete for 21. Oh wait, that's dumb. That's a custom cover. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so so the, the last year's was last year's was Otani. Tatis was 21, Baez was 20, Judge was I don't have 19 up here. COVID. They didn't release a game because of COVID? I'm just kidding, dude. Didn't COVID happen in 2020 anyway? That seems like the dumbest reason not to. It was- Bro, he just was so quick with it. I was like, how does that make sense? Uh, oh, Harper was on 19. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Judge was on 18. Uh, Griffey was on 17. Josh Donald <laughs> was on 16. Here's a throwback. Yasiel Puig made 15. Oh, the legend. The legend of Yasiel Puig. Uh, Miguel Cabrera made 14. Andrew McCutcheon 
Put Andrew McCutcheon back on the cover. He's still playing. Bro, Man. that MVP season. Didn't he win the MVP? Uh, he In 2012, I think he did, yeah. Or in 2011. Yeah, bro. I, I'm pretty sure he won, and that's how he got that cover. Dude, so Jazz Chisholm just didn't deserve this, and he got it. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason he should deserve Can it. Can you look up the agent of Jazz Chisholm? Because that man or woman needs a fucking raise, bro. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is represented by Rock Nation. Oh, okay. Which is Jay-Z. Yep. Yeah, um, so he, he's probably going to be super good this year for because uh, of outside factors. This feels like a this feels like a Peyton Hillis selection, no? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one, it's not even, bro. The fact that we're having this conversation shows they missed it. Although Peyton Hillis rushed for over a thousand yards, that's a pretty momentous thing to do in the NFL. Why did Jazz Chisholm miss uh, only play sixty games last year? Injury. Was he, he was hurt. Okay, so it wasn't suspension or some shenanigans. Bro, like the list of players that like, you can put on the cover that over him is staggering. Like, How I about we show some pitchers love? I think of four off the top of my head. First of all, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Five. From his own team, a dude that was leading the Cy Young race for a lot of the year, Sandy Alcantara. You can put him on the cover. 32% of the MLB is Hispanic. Uh, we got Vlad Jr.'s never made a cover. Pair him with his dad on the cover. Juan Soto's never made a cover. Uh, Ronald Acuna, speaking of flashy, has never made the cover. Manny Machado. Machado's never made the cover. Exactly. So, Bro, I, uh, go ahead. I pulled up here the 11 most inexplicable cover athletes in the sports, ga- in sports video game history. This was written by Sports Illustrated. If Ben Wallace is on this list, I'm fucking boycotting. Peyton Ellis has got to be one of them. Ordell Stewart, NFL Blitz. Okay. Ben Wallace, ESPN, NBA 2K5. That's such horseshit. De- Champion and Defensive Player of the Year. The fucking Sports Illustrated. That's why no one fucking reads your shit, bro. Uh, Sparty, uh, Michigan State mascot for NCAA football 2009. Nah, I'll allow that. Mascots are tight. Marcus Camby, NBA in the Zone 2000. Okay, I'll allow, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that one. Will we play Adam, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, Adam Morrison, That's NCAA March Madness 07. No! He <laughs> college basketball! The dude fucking tore up the league! I know, dude. Didn't he go to like... No, they never made it to the championship with him, did they? Nah, but he or went to the Bobcats after that. He, and he, he won a chip with the Lakers. Right. Yo, I forgot Adam about Morrison, an NBA champion. I forgot about NBA he's champion. He's a two-time NBA champ. Uh, on this list <laughs> is uh, MLB is Dontrell Willis. Oh, get your get fuck you, Sports Illustrated. Antoine Walker and Keith Van Horn, NBA Live '99 and NBA '99. Oh, big, big facts, big facts on both fronts. Antoine Walker is the black. Keith Van Horn, and Keith Van Horn is the white Antoine Walker, and neither of them deserved a cover, bro. So we, we, uh, we've agreed with one of them. Rob Van Dam, Road to WrestleMania 8. What? I mean, the Game Boy Advance. Hey, I got, I got mad love for RVD, but they might be right on that one. Sean Merriman, 
That seems pretty deserved, doesn't he? Sean Merriman Merriman was a dog, bro. What the fuck? Wait, on what, though? Uh, it it just says NFL Tour on Xbox. I don't know. I never played it. Yeah. This is a good game. Um, (laughs) You have no clue, you liar. Uh, and then number one, and it starts seriously. It couldn't have been anyone else. Peyton Hillis. Yeah. Madden NFL. Yeah, but that yeah, one. You, then again, the guy was a thousand yard rusher. He deserved that cover. Oh my goodness, you yelling at us, bro? <laughs> he deserved that cover. Before what year? Twenty fourteen, uh, right? Yeah, twenty fourteen. Nailed it. Oh, no way! It was 2014. Hold on, no, it was Madden. It was Madden friggin' 2012 or something. Madden 12. Sorry, I went to a different article to try to find some more. Uh, He was Madden NFL 12. Yeah, in 2010, he ran for almost 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yo, Peyton Hillis had that one blip year that we thought we thought he was gonna be a savage, bro. Yeah. So Peyton Hillis was selected via public vote. Oh. Oh. Well, that's why. You don't fucking let the fans vote. And then it says, uh, the entirety <laughs> of the Madden fan base was desperately trying to confirm the Madden curse or that white people are deeply, deeply frightened. I don't know what that means. I mean, the Madden curse works. He didn't. We have... all knew Hillis was going to disappear. It wasn't even a question. He played for the Browns. He endorsed Ron Paul. He lives on soybean farm. Truly virtuistic bust. Bravo, Peyton Hillis. This guy must really not like Peyton Hillis. Why did we... Okay, here's my question. That guy, why did White have to come into that? And why did we have to bring politics into that? I have no idea. All you, had to say, all you had to say is the year after Peyton Hillis had the cover, he did not rush for a combined total of yards that he had the year before. Who who, who wrote this? And on what website is this? Sports Illustrated. Um, oh, my goodness. That was the, from the Sports Illustrated write-up? The dude made it racist and pol- political. Uh, please, please, t- please tell me <laughs> it's not some self-deprecating white dude who wrote this article. At least uh, now be a, a black it is a white. Uh, a Yahoo also did a uh, a fan vote to rank video game covers for sports, and Michael Vick's 04 got the number one uh, vote, and then Ray Lewis was number two in 05. Yeah, but they voted for the game. They didn't vote for the cover. No, no, this was voting for the cover. No, but fans voted for the game is what I'm saying. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah, makes that's sense. what Jermaine's arguing. They, they voted because Mike Vick was in the game and he's the most unstoppable athlete of all time. Yeah, 04 and 05 Madden was some of the best Maddens. I've told you this story. In 04 Madden, I went 14-2 and two with the Carolina Panthers. My two losses were to the Atlanta Falcons. Because <laughs> you could not stop Michael Vick. Luke Winky was the author of that article. Can you please share a photo of Luke Winky, please? Uh, let me see if I can find one. Watch out, though. You might, you might. Don't let's not let's not bag Chris Winky when we're looking up pictures. But who's Chris Winky? Former Florida State quarterback. He was, um, he was Brandon Whedon before Brandon Whedon. If you get the reference, yeah, yeah, <laughs> old ass quarterback. I wasn't expecting you to say talk about ACC football and how irrelevant. Wow. <laughs> you get an argument from me. Do you guys see that? Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is him. 
Oh man, this dude is just. I mean, he's the. Can't get a big picture of him. He's the epitome of a self-deprecating, self-loathing white dude who is just out there championing the message, dude. Doesn't he just just it just screams it, doesn't it? Always work for Vice to get fucked. Oh my god, how did you make that political and fucking racist in the same? Talk about video game covers, dog. What you need to say is it was 2010, so Peyton Hills isn't relevant anymore. He's bagging the dude fucking 13 years later. <laughs> Tom, that dude holds a grudge. Peyton Hill has slept with this dude's girlfriend in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> that felt personal. Peyton Hill has cucked his wife. Mm-hmm. For sure. Alright, so we do have an episode for you today now that we've been effectively derailed. We'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em. Top 5 Insults with No Profanity. Um, Watch your profanity. We'll get into <laughs> NFL Championship Weekend Review. And we'll discuss thus far our playoff picks. You like that, Eric? Um, <laughs> no, I, I got to interject here real quick. So, Nick, you know my mom, or you, you know my mom and dad. Uh, I have a black stepfather. So, my mom, have you guys seen? We've seen you people, Nick. Have you seen you people? It's so bad. I I tried to I tried to watch it twice. It is just so. It is cringe. just so agenda pushing and cringe that yeah. it's just like it's like Eddie. I know what you're trying to do. You don't even believe this stuff. Well, it was Kenya that wrote it. But anyway, I'm, I'm watching the game on my iPad here while we're on the podcast. And I get a message from my mom. She's like, oh, my God, I'm watching you people. Eric, please tell me I'm not as bad as Julia Louis Dreyfus. I was like, Mom, no. You married a black guy. She, she's different. Like, that's a whole different ballgame. I just thought that was hilarious that my mom said that. Like, yeah, I, I, I've tried. Listen. <laughs> I've tried. I understand my demographic, right? I understand that I would not have liked that movie. I gave it three tries. I continuously shut it off. It's just so awful. Yeah, they they really stretched hyperbole to its limits. You, you know what pissed me off was, and no spoilers, but like they painted, you know, uh, Elaine's character as as a bad person and Jonah Hill. But the biggest bitch in the whole show was fucking Lauren London. Like, she never got any repercussions for being an asshole or defending his her future. Whatever. We're not going to talk about it. It's a good movie or it's an all right movie. It's got some funny lines in it. Go peep it. The best scene was when they're coming off of the um, the Yom Kippur. Like, when they're at Yom Kippur. That was the best. That was so funny. He was. She was like, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And he's like, booby, I'll be dead. Bury me wherever. <laughs> And he's like, the dude comes up and he's like, we can go to the bathroom. I can look at your dick. And he's like, oh, yeah, he has a case pending. But, you know, innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> he's like, Joe Nail's character goes, well, based on that interaction, I'm going to side with <laughs> That had me die. Bro, so I understand what you're saying. And holistically, like, it's clearly they have their motive with what they're writing. But. The amount of cringe moments was hysterical, bro. Just like, for the cringe factor alone, I was dying laughing. You, you like cringe, right? Like, did you enjoy The Office a lot? No, I hate The Office. Who are you, oh, who okay. are you talking to? Uh, well, I mean, Jermaine, but I'm saying, do you guys like cringe? Because oh, I, I hate cringe. cringe. I, I hate, hate feeling cringy. Yeah. 
one of the things I didn't like about this is you take a guy that is so naturally funny, one of the best comedians ever in Eddie Murphy, and you're literally just like you, like he's just he's not Eddie. It's just awful. He played a stereotype, which is ironic, right? Which is ironic <laughs> in this movie, right? It's ironic that they want they were it's a movie about fucking stereotypes and blah 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 and then they made him play a stereo yeah they they missed the mark a little bit let me let me, let me give you one okay so have you guys all have you both seen the third episode of last of us mm-hmm. okay so and everybody listening to this podcast skip ahead like 10 minutes because i'm here spoilers ahead for the if you haven't seen the third episode of last of us okay i'm starting right now Spoilers! So, what the fuck was the point of episode three? It moved the plot line none. It related to the game none. It was just like, here's Hollywood wokeness. It was the same exact thing when they're talking about Eddie Murphy's koofy at dinner. And I'm like, this thing is going to, something is going to happen to this thing. It's just a classic Hollywood trope. That they talk about hair or they talk about this like significant thing and then like oh something bad's gonna happen to that thing here it comes yeah why is it also this is another bitch i have about episode, like last the last of us quit getting the people that did the original ip to do a show about it aka robert kirkman with the walking dead i don't want to see robert kirkman's new take on The Walking Dead. I want to see The Walking Dead in film and TV. Come from a graphic novel, right? I don't want to see Neil Druckmann's take on what he should, what he could have done if he went a different path with The Last of Us. I want to see The Last of Us with an amazing actor and an actress done like the game with a couple of subtle differences. Bill is an amazing character in Last of Us. And you know what they profiled him? And and Nick Offerman, when Nick Offerman was going to play him, I was so excited. I was like, man, that's awesome. That's the perfect dude you need to play Bill. And you, and you, don't, you don't even get him anymore. That was the most expensive, worthless episode I've ever seen. And yeah. it's a great relationship. Or a lesbian relationship. I didn't care about the relationship. I just care that this, like, they're like... This episode was to make you feel stuff. Fuck that. When an episode releases once a week, you just wasted an hour of my fucking precious time that I waited up for on Sunday night to watch this episode. Why am I up at 10.30 on a Sunday night waiting for your episode for you just to do nothing with the plot? Yeah, it's... Bro, the fact that Bill's already dead is is crazy. Like, Bill, ne- Bill never interacts with Ellie now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, also, I disagree with you on the original creators. I, I, The original creators still actually appreciate it. You have to be a fan of the product to make that product. Right? That's why all these, you know, IPs we grew up with end up sucking. Because you have Ryan Johnson, who's clearly not a fan of Star Wars... Making a Star Wars film and fucking everything up. Now, this dude had every opportunity to tell a fucking 
The Last of Us story, and he's already changed it significantly in three episodes. So, you know, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think The Last of Us is overhyped. I love, I love, how, I love how they said that. I read a review that said, first of all, The Last of Us doesn't look like a video game. First of all, the video game didn't look like a video game. That's why it's one of the best video games of all time because you were playing a movie. Yeah. Second of all, they were like, oh, they changed the virus from a spore-based virus to a mushroom-like fungus virus because you can't just have Pablo Pascal as your main man with his face covered the entire time. And I was like, <laughs> He's literally in a hit show where his face is covered most of the fucking time. The whole time, right? Most. Uh, there's like 98% of the yeah. time. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say all the time, but you're like, it takes you two seasons to be like, it's Pablo Pascal, right? <laughs> Pedro, yeah. That's um, funny. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's just... The reviews and the talking about Last of Us is crazy overhyped right now. It's people that have never played the game. Yes! Thank you! So, oh my as, god. As somebody it's so amazing. As somebody who as somebody who didn't play the game, I was very interested because I, I actually want to buy them and go back and play them. I, I was them. it was nice. It was cool to hear people talk about like, the first two episodes were like they mirrored the scenes and stuff, and they were doing a good job. And then you could see the divide on people who played the game and people who didn't with episode three. And it kind of just turns it off. Like, it just turns it off because, like, you know, uh, you hopefully they get back to it, what it was and what they were doing at first. But Hollywood just has to ruin everything. Man. If if another episode like this last week's episode happens, I'm waiting until I can. Here's, here's my thing. Last week's episode would have been fine if in a show all... that. In a show that I can binge. If you give me a Netflix show that I can binge all 10 episodes at once, fine. Episode three, it makes you feel something in the middle of infected and infected, right? In, in, your, in, your, in your five episode binge on a Sunday afternoon, it makes you feel something, right? But in an episode that releases every week, now I'm, all, I'm almost like, okay, well, my Sunday nights are freed up. Like I don't need to watch the. I don't need to like, like I, I I don't need to take The Last of Us and make it a priority for myself to watch on Sunday night. I've only watched it because Eric is like, "Yo, we watching Last of Us." I, I I'm already kind of like, <laughs> I and, I was excited. The hype is ruining it for me. Right to be honest, now. it's Strike Three for me. Right, House of Dragon, Ring of Power, Rings of Power, Last of Us, Strike Three. Those, so you didn't like those Rings are your of Power? three strikes. Those are your three strikes for we're not in the golden age of television anymore. <laughs> I, I actually have a question about that. So do you think it's a product of, of what HBO's done with their legacy of shows? Or do you think it's just society with everything's gotta be the next best thing? Like there's always like whatever it is, it's the it's the best. It's the best we've ever seen, and then five days later. The next thing that came out is the best thing that came out. I think the greatest thing about HBO was that HBO used to be where you could get rated R movies in shows. But those didn't all have to be you're seeing tits and dicks and fucking. 
Because you didn't really see that in The Sopranos. You didn't really see that in The Wire. But you got realism and gore in that. And then if you wanted that, you, you know, Game of Thrones gave you the tits and the dicks and the fucking, right? But now it just seems like everything has to have some sort of a... Like, to move the plot along, you have to have some sort of dumb romance. That's my biggest complaint about Top Gun Maverick. Why? It wasn't needed. Jennifer Connelly's character did not need to be on that film at all. No. Just cast another dope woman pilot and have her teach next to Tom Cruise or something if you want more women in the movie. you That romance was crap. Or, 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 wow, think of this maybe. Maybe she's a friend to Tom Cruise who's <laughs> known him his whole career as the bar owner where he used to drink. No, like, can't, think of can't how mind-blowing that would be if Tom walks in and she's like, hey, Maverick, you old salty fuck. And they're just like, they're like back and forth, right? He doesn't have to fuck her. There doesn't have to be a romance. It could just be literally, hey, what's up, you old salty fuck? <laughs> Like back again to fuck back again in my bar, you fucking dickhead. Like, yeah, I I, I spent my complaint for for stories since I mean maybe it's probably twenty nineteen, bro. I'm so over romance in every movie. I do not need a love story to have a good story. Like you don't need it. It's not necessary. We not we, we we might need to bring on uh, Luigi and J Man again. But do you see that DC released their slate of movies today? Yeah, buddy. There's a theory. There's a series about Themyscira. Yeah, it's uh. Why Paradise. do I care about that? Paradise Island. Well, it's it, who knows. Why? Why is why are why is DC like going away from the the cycle that Marvel built that was extremely successful? Set up your main characters and branch off from there. Well, that's that's what they're doing. It doesn't seem like it. Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing is the main DC character. Yeah, Swamp Thing's super important in DC, and it, uh, it and this is all supposed to tie into their ten year plan, right? So, you know, you've got to give it some fucking time to get its legs before we start crucifying it. Like all they did was announce a slate, and you're already upset. Yeah, because we, we tried this already. They announced the actors. They were starting this, and now they're like, nope, start over. Like, the Batman and Robin movie is going to explore Batman's relationship with Robin as his son. I don't give a fuck. I want world's greatest detective Batman. I don't want absentee father Batman. Fuck, if, if that's a requirement to be Batman, get me some fucking eye black at this point. I'm... I'm just saying, they have Superman, they have Batman, they they have the series that's going to start the new Wonder Woman. Because you can't just create a new Wonder Woman movie when everyone's still hyped on Gal Gadot, so you're going to give back backstory to it. You're going to build up the Amazons, they're going to be an important part in the DC Universe. I mean, all these characters are going to get introduced, and then there's going to be more that come after that. Okay. I'm just telling you my thoughts as a casual fan. And I'm not fucking impressed. They missed the mark on everything else. This is what you were talking about when you picked the uh, dawn of the DCU, right? This is this whole yeah the slate that they released. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm I'm hyped. I like I like the lineup. 
I like it because it's not just every fucking dope character. Like, I don't need... I need... The best part about this is you can take any character and make a dope story about him. As long as the story's dope. That's all that matters. And that's what I'm hoping for. Booster Gold is going to be fucking sick. That bro. looks fun, right? Okay, I'll give you that. The Booster Gold looked fun. The fucking Creature Commandos? The lineup is sick. I'm hyped about that one. Swamp um, Thing looks good. Swamp Thing is a horror movie? And it's one of my all-time favorite characters, so I'm hyped about Swamp Thing. Superman Legacy is probably going to draw heavily from All-Star Superman, so that's pretty fucking tight. The fact that they took the Wildstorm imprint that Jim Lee created, and they're introducing Wildstorm into the DC Universe, as these characters have never interacted with DC heroes before. Like, it's slim to none of these characters interacting. Never. And now they're going to become a super big part of the story they're telling, which should ultimately end up in Darkseid, right? The Lanterns is Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan as a buddy cop detective on Precinct Earth. And it's, and it's, it's a mystery thriller. Precinct Earth. Because Green Lanterns patrol the universe. So they... It, precincts are just little parts and areas of a city, oh, right? Precinct Earth. Okay. Precinct, yes. Uh, yeah, so Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, first of all, two of the baddest fucking Green Lanterns together as a cop team, because Green Lanterns work in duo, and they're getting a television series of this, and it's a mystery on top of that, and the mystery is supposed to be a huge part of what's happening overall. I mean, the lineup, to me, it hit everything it needed to hit, and it has var variants, right, where you're not going to get bored of it. And then you're still going to have your Matt Reeves, all-black uh, detective Batman, where you can't really see anything, and he's actually not that good a detective because the Riddler fucks his shit up. Um, but you'll have that still, and you'll still have the Joker. You'll still have that. I think it's a great. I think it's a great first lineup. I really do. Okey-dokey. And it, it's well, not the end-all, be-all. There's well, 10 Mr. years. Well, Mr. DC, I, I hope that I'm proven wrong. But as the casual fan, I'm not excited. All right. So, Eric, Eric share the share the tracker. All right. Let me get this pulled up real quick. Can you guys see this? Bigger? Yeah, bigger, please. Bigger? Until it fills up that whole screen. You can see the yeah. screen, right? Yeah. Right there, right there. Don't listen to Nick. <laughs> All right, like I said earlier, top five insults with no profanity. I am first. Uh, let me pull up my fucking little, little note ski. Little note ski. Oh, man. Where's, where's the... Come on, Google. Come on, Google. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, you are the DMV of people. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's already doubled over already, bro. <laughs> I want to use that, man. I just came up with that while I was writing this list. That's awesome. That's epic. Um, with my first pick, I'm going to go with uh, I envy those that don't know you. That's a good one. Yeah, 
That's a good one. Uh, so my first pick, I'm gonna. This comes from a story of one of the greatest insulters of the 21st century. And that's Winston Churchill. <laughs> and a lady came up to Winston Churchill, and she said, "Winston, if you were my husband, I would give you a glass of arsenic." He turns to this lady and says, ma'am, if I were your husband, I'd drink it. <laughs> I don't even know how to type that into this. God <laughs> Savage, bro. Savage. <laughs> if I was your husband, I would drink it. I would, I'd drink it. And then just put, your, put arsenic in uh, parentheses afterwards. All right, Nick. So that rounds up the first round. Open up the second round. Uh, I love a good, you're not pretty enough to be this dumb. <laughs> That's something I've used to my advantage for a very long time. <laughs> Being dumb or pretty? Being dumb. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see here. Let me pull up my list. Oh, we set the bar low, but yet you are here. You are playing limbo with the devil. <laughs> I don't everybody seems to like that. I don't like that one. What is going on with your caps lock? I'm not I've been, so this new sarcastic. Hold up, this new keyboard, uh can you guys have you guys heard the clicking or is it a little like it a little editor? a little oh, sons of bitches, I'm getting my refund. Anyway, um the caps lock is super close to the A and like my other one where it was far and my pinky likes to dart out, so I fuck it up a lot. <laughs> You're just classy, Eric. That's what Eric was trying to say. Eric's just a classy bitch. Why are you capitalizing every word? I don't know, dude. It's a, it's a thing I do when I type. Okay, because you didn't do it on both the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. My guy, my guy writes in titles. You know, on titles, you you yeah. only you don't capitalize the second and any prepositions after. Like, my man writes in titles. <laughs> All right, so it's back to me. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with you're like the first slice of bread in a loaf. Everyone touches you, but nobody wants you. <laughs> That's a good one. That makes me, that makes me think of a certain person. That <laughs> Jermaine. Oh wow, that's funny. That's funny as wow, savage. <laughs> cold, cold blooded. <laughs> and then, um, man. All right, so I got I've got a few. I think I can. I'm gonna have. Oh, man, I'm. I'm going to have to put my, my one-word ones on the honorable mention. I got some heaters here. All right, so next one I have. Uh, everyone, creates, everyone creates happiness. For most people, it's when they enter a room. In your case, it's when you leave. Oh, man. Eric, I'll just copy and paste it to you if you want that. <laughs> I just put people are happier when you leave. All right, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Um, um, let me see this list real quick because there's some really long ones I want to keep it short uh, the better parts of you ran down your mother's leg 
Oh, that's a good, that's a good uh, drill instructor one for sure. Um, what's okay. So explain that one. Uh, the juice, the juice that was used to create you, the best parts were left out. It was running down your mom's leg. Yeah, but those aren't the best parts. I always took it as like the, like when you were born, like the, like stuff that comes out afterwards. The afterbirth? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I quite like that one, but. Yeah. Uh, all right. Not my list. My, my next one, my, or my, I guess my next two. Uh, you are impossible to underestimate. Yeah. <laughs> Sound, sounds very British to me. <laughs> That's so savage, bro. <laughs> uh, and, and now he's just, there's no caps. <laughs> uh, a personal favorite of mine and one that I've seen done a, a multiple times is coming from the military. Uh, go over there and apologize to the trees for wasting their oxygen. Someone said that before? Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. I had, a, I, had a kid in, I had a kid in ROTC get told to go over <laughs> and apologize to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's skull by bro. <laughs> All right, Eric. <laughs> Back to you. Um, you look like the product of incest. God damn, bro. Damn. Another good one off that is I bet your parents are related. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, you are the carbon they are trying to eliminate. I and AT, there you go. And then uh, my last one is uh, you are the skid mark on the underwear of life. Mm, yep, that's a good one. Um, man, so many good ones here, dude. Hmm. Your mother should have swallowed you. <laughs> Eric seems very angry with these last three. Bro, who hurt you, dog? Uh, this is this is one that I like to use when you meet a very cocky guy or gal who just won't go away, or who's bothering you at a bar when they're drunk. You just look at them and you go very sincerely. You go, "Hey." Has anyone ever told you, and I don't mean to be rude, but that you have one eye set just slightly higher than the other one? Dude, that'll fuck with somebody all night bro, long. Bro, that could fuck with them for their life, bro. And I guarantee you this person, within the next 15 minutes, will excuse themselves to go somewhere with a mirror to check to see if one eye is, if one eye is set slightly higher than the other one. That's funny, dude. <laughs> That's a good way to get rid of someone. Cold-blooded. <laughs> uh, honorable mentions from me. I would take your point and agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> Somewhere a village is missing their idiot. Don't be ashamed of who you are. That's your parents' job already. 
And you're uh, so dense, light bends around you. Good science joke. <laughs> I just being from the south, I, I I think a lot of people misinterpret this, but bless your bless heart. Your heart. Yeah. Bless your heart. Whenever you hear that, you're like, ooh, ooh, you done did something. You dumb um, as you dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, if you develop if you develop another brain cell, it'd still be lonely. <laughs> uh, you do realize people only tolerate you. <laughs> That's tough, bro. That's brutal. <laughs> That's a tough one. You should have picked that one. That's savage as fuck, bro. Even even Mr. Rogers would be disappointed in you. <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me of another one. How's it feel being the topic of conversation? Not when you walk in, but when you walk out. Oh. <laughs> uh, something that uh, a buddy told me who said, I had a lovely evening, but this wasn't it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And then the last one I have is your birth certificate is just an apology from the condom factory. Jesus, Eric. <laughs> uh, I got numb nuts, cootie queen, lit liquor, and oh, shout yeah. out, shout out my boy Kobe, uh, softer than Charmin. And then lastly, I have douche canoe. Canoe. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Dimwit, Jack Wagon. Uh, what? What is Jamook? I like to say Jamook a lot now. Jabroni. <laughs> Just shout out what's called uh, Travis Kelsey, right? right? Okay, well that wraps up pop culture pick'em. God, dude, I, that kind of made me sad hearing all those insults. I, it's funny because we didn't get into like any of the you are useless ones. Like, have you guys ever dove into those? Like, you're as useless you're as useless as a concrete parachute. You're as you're as useless as a dry vagina. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> you're as useless as a, as a cardboard box in the rain. No. <laughs> You're as useless as red lights in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that's a good that's a good one. I forgot about that one. He couldn't fight his way out of the bag. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, we could just have a whole segment on these you are useless. Stuff. I'm just creating them off the top of my head, bro. You're a few cards short of a deck. <laughs> What'd you say about my dick? You're a banana short of a split. A lot of these are southernisms, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Southern people have a You're ten <laughs> pounds of weight and a five pound sock. <laughs> they have a, a unique vernacular, for to say the least. That's right. All right, so that wraps up the uh, pop culture pickum. Rounding out my list, I have you are the DMV of people. You're the first slice of bread in a loaf. Everyone touches you, but nobody wants you. Everyone creates happiness. For most people, it's when they enter a room. In your case, it's when you leave. You are the carbon they are trying to eliminate. You are the skid mark on the underwear of life. You want to round out the last two, Eric? Yeah, so I went with I envy those that don't know you. Uh, we set the bar low, yet here you are playing limbo with the devil. Uh, the better parts of you ran down your mother's leg. You look like the product of incest, and your mother should have swallowed you. <laughs> uh, Nick went. Uh, Nick told the beautiful Winston Churchill story. Um, uh, Where's... <laughs> Uh, the, the lady says, if I was your wife, I'd make you drink arsenic, or I'd put arsenic in your tea, 
And uh, Winston Churchill turns around and says, if I was your husband, I'd drink it. <laughs> um, you're not pretty enough to be this dumb. Another variation of that is uh, uh, you're not pretty enough to marry rich, but you're not smart enough. You, or you're, wait, no, you're not, you're not smart enough to marry rich, but you're not pretty enough to, try, to not try harder. Um, <laughs> you're impossible to underestimate. Apologize to the trees for wasting their oxygen. And has anyone ever told you you have one eye slightly higher than the other one? And this is the only, that last one is the only one that I have used in actual, in the RL, in conversation. That's savage. You told someone you that? Because you come off as caring. You come off as someone's like, hey, like, I don't mean to be rude. That's cold-blooded, bro. You actually said that to somebody? Yeah, multiple people, yeah. What do you think the meanest thing you've ever said to somebody is? Yeah, I mean, that's right off the top of my head. I mean, that's not how your mom did it. That'd be hurtful. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. I never said uh, that to anybody. I mean, I, I once saw a dude accuse a random dude of monkeypox. That was pretty. Oh, pretty boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I had a girl one time tell me, uh, she was like, but you said you loved me. And I was like, I said, I, I loved you in that moment. Uh, oh, in a way, as soon as I busted that nut, post that clarity. Yeah, I mean, that's a little <laughs> She was a little hurt by that. If that was the price is right. And you're like, who said, who in your life said this quote? I think Eric next. Uh, would you like to lo- a final answer? Yes, final answer. Throw it on the board. Eric, Keep them pushing. Like move on. Oh man, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty on brand. Oh, I don't know, dude. I know I've said some mean shit, and I'm not trying to act like I haven't said mean shit. I mean, on a daily basis, I question my life. Oh, yeah. something you say to me, bro? What did you I, say? What I did be you hitting say? Eric with some off the wall shit that is just his, it's always hysterical, but it's also like, God damn, Eric needs a tough skin. <laughs> I think he's Derek's got pretty tough skin, bro. I'd be lobbing shit at him just just to fuck with him, bro. <laughs> Teflon, bro. Teflon, bro, e, baby. Really, we should start should start writing some of these insults. I'd be hitting me with, bro. Bro, you hit me with some crazy shit the other day that like made me question like everything. I was like, am I that dumb? And then like I had to think back of all the dumb shit I'd done. And I was like, I might be that dumb. Like, Jermaine has a special way of talking to you and she go, no, fuck you, dude. <laughs> That's usually what my reaction is. Yeah, yeah. well, fuck you, bro. You go, no, I'm not fucking stupid, all right? There's multiple times I've been talking to Jermaine where I'm like, I'm not fucking stupid, okay? <laughs> fucking asshole. The best part is, is I always get people riled up without saying a curse word. Yeah, you're right? like, hey, quit it. I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I'm seriously like, dog, it's it's great. I love ever, my, I love the way I use words, bro. It's y- amazing. Y- y'all ever been in like in a you know a little shout match or pre-fight little you know hype up exchange and you kind of just blank out? It's, like so they hit you with something and then you just like you space out and you can't hit them back with anything. That should happen every one time. This dude shit says some shit to me. Well, I mean, you're fish. He said some shit to me, and I was like, yeah, but fuck you back, bro. That's the only thing I could think of, dude. I was like, he won, bro. That's when, Eric, you just need to go to one select phrase that I like to use. 
Would I be- have one, but it's oh, yeah, right. Take off with both hands. You keep talking like that. <laughs> About to give you a two piece and a soda. All right, so I'll beat your dick right here. We're at we're at fifty minutes already. And so let's get into this NFL Championship Weekend review. Thank you for joining us for Pop Culture Pick'em. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, the NFL is a league <laughs> in America. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, a <big> rock. <laughs> yeah, you just take it all the way back. Bro. No, have you seen have you seen that Instagram reel that's like if 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 sports were TV shows, if we watch sports the way we do watch TV shows. And this dude has like 1940s football up, and he's like, "Dude, this is terrible. They're not even wearing helmets. They keep just like running around. Why don't they just throw the ball?" He's like, "Bro, you gotta wait till season 66. <laughs> they start throwing the ball." He's like, "Season 102. Tom Brady comes back from 28 to three, dude. It's crazy." Yo, I love it, dude. We should start talking about sports like that, bro. Um. So we had two championship games, one in the AFC, one in the NFC. In the NFC, we had – actually, what the fuck am I doing? I have an executive producer. Take it away, Eric. Yeah, so real quick, um, do you want – actually, yeah. So we had the two uh, championship games. We had the NFC, which was uh, uh, Eric, the bum-ass 49ers heading – what's up, brother? You're not pretty enough to be this dumb. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to – now we started something that's not going to ever stop and – I'm Nick, gonna be questioning myself. Nick, you are the skid mark on the underwear of life. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right. So we had the Niners go into Philadelphia. Um, everybody thought it was going to be a close game. Unfortunately, the Eagles defense has a knack for injuring quarterbacks. They knocked out Jock, uh, Jock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Jock um, Strap Purdy. <laughs> And then they knocked out uh, John. What's I don't even know his first name. Josh, John. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Um, and then at one point, it looked like Christian McCaffrey was going to have to play quarterback. We did uh, for one play, and then they basically just ran the ball for the rest of the game, even though they were down thirty-one-seven. Uh, the Eagles punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. The night game, a little bit closer of a game. Hold, than, on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's. Drop anchor on the Eagles game first. Yeah, we haven't even discussed. I was just gonna give them both. It's talk about it. It's a little. Hear, dis- it's a little disappointing now. What is? It was gonna be a great game. It was gonna be a great. It game. was gonna be a great game. Those defenses were beating the shit out of those offenses, bro. Eric, shut up for a second. All right, it was gonna be a great game, and I I really wanted to see what Brock Purdy did. Like, if he could run the gauntlet of Dallas and Philadelphia, my man's deserved to be the, like, no more Mr. Irrelevant. That's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, unfortunately, he got a UCL injury instead. How fucking tragic, bro. This is – he's going to – is he going to be a flash in the pan? We're never – are we ever hearing from Brock Purdy again? It's hard to say, man. It, like, you know, you know what a UCL injury is, right? It's the it's the ligament that uh, comes around your elbow. It's Tommy John, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Tommy. It's, it's I was not, gonna it's say not, yeah. it's not Tommy John specifically because Tommy John is that ligament basically breaks. Mm-hmm. But like that is the ligament you use to throw overhand, right? Yeah. You throw overhand. It's this band in your elbow that basically snaps forward and allows you to like allows you to release the ball. It show, show us one more time. No, it's this, right? When you throw, it's this it's this band right here, right? Which is why you see on my left arm, there's an inflammation right here. 
<laughs> Not on my right arm. See? Right oh, arm. I thought it was because of your favorite uh, web search. Right arm, a little bit of inflammation. Left arm, a lot of it. That's not your favorite web search that caused that? Uh, well, yeah. And the, it's, it's, the web search is more here, <laughs> more in this area. I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it takes time. And the problem is you can't, like, if you throw on that, like, it will, you'll, you'll screw it up. It's, it's why, you know, it's why the Rams shut down Stafford, right? Because the, you just don't want him throwing on it. And I and wouldn't then, be surprised. And, then he, 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 and Stafford won a Super Bowl on that. I, well, I wouldn't be, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be so surprised if Stafford is paying for it this year because mm-hmm. he literally just was like, screw it, I'm going to. Because he threw for almost 5,000 yards with the UCL injury, bro. Yeah. I know Cooper Cup is a yak monster, but like, let's be honest, you still had to fucking pimp that rock out like 28 times a game. It just sucked that it happened so soon in the first quarter. It felt very much when that, like when Colt McCoy and the Longhorns played Alabama. It felt yes. very much like that. Yeah. Now, I I'm a firm believer that Texas would have beat Alabama. I do not think San Francisco would have beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia looked like the better team. Now, now again, Brock Purdy's injury was caused by. San Francisco having a terrible blocking scheme on Hassan Reddick, which continued throughout the game. So he knocked he, out both quarterbacks. He doesn't hurt his elbow. That's Reddick is a fucking monster. That's what I don't understand. Every 49ers fan is boohooing and kazooing. And I'm like, yo, it's your fault that Brock Purdy got knocked out. It's secondly, it's your fault Josh Johnson got knocked out. <laughs> right. This team had 70 sacks on the year. You knew exactly what their strength was, and you decided to act like your offensive line was God's gift. Congratulations, you fucked yourself out of a fucking Super Bowl berth. I mean, it's that simple. Not even block him with, oh, I don't know, Trent Williams? Or, or, I don't know, a guy that can go either side and is one of the best blocking players in the NFL, (laughs) not just tight ends? Why are you not lining up Greg Kittle on Hassan Reddick just to give him a shove? <laughs> Greg Kittle. I mean, like, like Le- less <laughs> lesser known tight end brother of George Kittle. <laughs> I was, I was combining, I was, I was combining Greg. I was gonna say after this, this is funny. I was gonna say Greg Olson was like literally said it during the broadcast. He's like, you guys need to stop putting a shitty right tackle and your shitty second tight end on Hassan Reddick who has 11 sacks this year. Yeah, it was unreal, bro. Unreal to watch because they kept doing it. That's what I don't understand. Like, they kept doing it, and their second quarterback got bounced. How could you expect to win this game? It's right, but- crazy, right? Because you think about it. Like, NFL head coaching can't be that hard, right? Like, like let's, let's just take – if you take Madden and you have a guy like Hassan Reddick, who you're seeing is constantly beating your offensive lineman. You're putting double protection. You're, 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 you're moving a tight end over. You're keeping a guy in to block him, two guys in to block him, right? Because you're doing you know knocked out one of your quarterbacks, and you want to be able to win this game. But Kyle Shanahan, the guy that loves pre-snap motion, 
loves confusing formations, is one of the best offensive minds in today's game, somehow doesn't understand that pressure impacts quarterbacks? It's like the – what it looked like is the 49ers went into that game. Have you ever met somebody like this, that they go in with a plan – and for the amount of time that they have that plan planned for, they cannot deviate from that plan no matter how bad it goes. It seemed like the first 15 plays of that game, San Francisco was like, we're going to do this. And we can't do anything else because we're going to do this. Yeah. That's yeah. Like a, like a, it's like a pitcher in baseball who's like, I'm going to throw my fastball. And the first dude hits a home run off his fastball, and the second dude hits a home run off his fastball. You're like, stop throwing the fastball. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you stats, and you're going to tell me which team had this. Okay. All right. Um, 121 yards passing. 49ers. 49ers? Ooh. No, that was the Eagles. What's that scraping? Right, because there was one point. Wasn't there one point where – Jalen Hurts had as many yards passing as he did rushing. <laughs> Probably. What is that? Am I hearing stuff? I'm not hearing anything, brother. <laughs> then it's you, Eric. Because I'm... I'm hearing it too. Must be must be that quiet keyboard. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? Anyways, we'll keep it pushing. All right. Eleven completions. Yeah, again, the Eagles, I think. No, this one's the 49ers. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um let's see, let's see. Let me get let me let me let me let me look. I had another one and I fucking lost it already. Damn, they had three fumbles. The Eagles whooped that ass, bro. It wasn't even close. Alright, so uh I think we don't really need to get into this anymore, do we? No. You know what, Eric? Congratulations to you. Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz needs to become a quarterback coach, right? <laughs> Just retire and become a quarterback coach. Two of his backups, while he's on the sideline, have been to the Super Bowl now. Uh, so I do have a question for you guys before we pivot off of the Eagles. No, the Eagles uh, are going to the Super Bowl next. Anyway, Teflon, baby, Teflon. Anyway, um... One of the talking heads, we're not going to get into it, but one of the talking heads said that Kyle Shanahan is the most overrated uh, head coach in the NFL. How fucking stupid. (laughs) Mike McCarthy, for one. But I just, I, I, I heard it. His excuse was he loses the big game, can't close out, relies on top five defenses. His offense is scheme for no reason. <laughs> and that's that's what he said. Look, I'm just you're blaming you're blaming the head coach. They just basically said they basically just blamed Kyle Shanahan for hiring a good defensive coordinator. They're <laughs> like, he hires good defensive coordinators, shame on him. Didn't he win twelve didn't he have a twelve game win streak with two backup or a backup quarterback? It was two, two it's two backup yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a yeah. third string quarterback. Bro, Didn't he, has, has he been to the NFC Championship? Irrelevant. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some people got some terrible takes. Kyle Shanahan 
took the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan at quarterback and lost to Tom fucking Brady. Kyle Shanahan has a defense. Kyle Shanahan took Jimmy Garoppolo, who we're always talking about who's he playing for next, to the Super Bowl and lost to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan has been in the NFC Championship. What is it? Two out of three years. Two out of three years now? With the, with, 49ers? With the Niners. With the 49ers, yes. With the 49ers. If you go all the way back to 2018, that puts us at what? Five years? Three or five. six? Five or six? He's been to three. NFC Championships and two Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't think John Lynch is really pull, is is putting is lighting a fire under Kyle Shanahan's ass. Overrated? That's so crazy. That's the same bullshit. Look, look that's it. I'm done. That's a Your dumb. Fu- that's system. a dumb Your fucking take. System. Listen to this. This is why I will say Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds we have in our game. Your offense is so simple that a seventh-round quarterback from Iowa, I think Iowa State, Iowa. Iowa State. Iowa State. Can come in and understand it after, what, 12 weeks of a season? And yet is so effective (laughs) that you allow him to go on a seven-game win streak. I actually, I don't think Kyle Shanahan's offense is that simple. It's probably the way he teaches it, but I get what you're saying. Well, but I it just, has to be, right? Or the way he teaches he it. He won with Jimmy Gore. Uh, he won with Trey, Trey Lance, North Dakota State. He didn't win with Trey Lance. Trey Lance has played, like, how many games has Trey? Yeah, but he won. All right, I'm just saying, these are the quarterbacks that he's compiling. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep, yep. Trey, since he's, Trey Lance. Since he's been in San Fran. Jimmy Garoppolo. And Brock Purdy this year. Nick Nick Bolins. Yeah, there you go. Josh Johnson. Well, yeah. R- R.I.P. the homie. <laughs> I just, it's so crazy that you can have this level of success with a team that you're coaching and that you're building up and, and then still be called overrated. Who is this talking head about? I don't listen to Talking Heads. I don't know. Who was this, though, Eric? The worst of them all. Coward? Right. Stop this debate right now. Nick Wright is not as bad as Colin Coward. It's your fault for always engaging with his videos. He played two two games this year. Well, two games is a stretch. He... Played one game against the Bears and then got fucked up against Seattle and had to leave. Damn. Trey Lance, man. They, You know what's so funny is they said they were going with Brock Purdy next year. And now it's back to wide fucking open. The the San Francisco have San Francisco has three quarterbacks and they have no quarterbacks at the same time. Listen, maybe, and hear me out. Tom Brady. Maybe. Kyle Shanahan is taking his father's approach to football. 
Mike Shanahan could produce thousand yard rushers in his sleep. Maybe Kyle Shanahan just produces winning quarterbacks. No matter who you are, come through. Come through Shanahan's school of quarterbacking. You too could be an NFC champion. That's so crazy to say that he's overrated. I, I don't get that. Anyways, that's enough for the NFC championship. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. You're going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Fifty Seven in. Glendale, Arizona. Is it still the University of Phoenix Stadium or is it State Farm now? State Farm. State Farm. All right, let's get into the AFC Championship. The AFC Championship, we saw the... Eric, take it away. Uh, So we had Cincinnati heading into formerly known as Burrowhead, also known as Arrowhead. Uh, (laughs) So much bulletin board material Cincinnati gave Kansas City, but um, it was a good game. Uh, Actually, it was a bad game. They got close at the end. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had an amazing performance on one leg and ended up winning 23-20 um, on a very foolish, uh, what was it, roughing the passer, right? Uh, on a ver- uh, uh, rough, uh, no. Unnecessary roughness? On a, on a, on a hit, terrible hit Yeah, he, hit, he basically hit Patrick Mahomes out of bounds, put them within field goal range, and the Chiefs are now headed to the Super Bowl. Um Man, did, uh, you, I'll let you guys run away with it, but did the, did the Cincinnati Bengals purposely try to give the Chiefs as much bulletin board material as they could, or or what was the thinking behind that? So, one, yes. <laughs> again, again, you don't I, – I don't care who you are. One thing that I love about European soccer is that normally – they are very respectful of their opponent, no matter how they feel about their opponent, right? You're like, hey, they're a very good, like, like you could have Manchester, or you could have Man City facing, I don't know, Southampton. And they could be like, hey, they're, in, in the things they do well, they are a very good opponent and we need to watch out for them, right? And that's all that you get from the manager. No players and, and, and the players, right? The players are like, hey, look, like, I'm very excited to go. They're, they have a very – like, they'll, they'll pick something out that, like, oh, they have a very good attack. They have a very good midfield. They have a very good defense that we need to be concerned about. And if we're not on our game, we'll lose. And Man City goes out there and wins 5 nothing, right? Or I'm just trying to use an example. You know, and because obviously they're the better team. Why the fuck? When Patrick Mahomes has a bad ankle, a high ankle sprain that doesn't heal in a week, are you not being the most respectful, God-fearing, angelic players? And saying, hey, look, I'm I'm really excited to go up against Patrick Mahomes. He is one of our game's great players. Because the second that you say it's Burrowhead, Mahomes is going to go, Wrap that shit up tight because <laughs> your boy's playing. I just don't get it, man. I don't get We talk about this all the time. The greatest players do not need help being great. No. Stop fucking helping them. It's very simple. Your fucking mayor came out and talked shit. You deserve the fattest fucking L for this. One of the best things, do you remember this before Georgia's national championship? 
in the be- in the middle of the year before this before Georgia's championship this year, Kirby Smart has a press conference or not a press conference, a locker room clip where he tells his players to shut the fuck up. You haven't done anything yet. Shut the fuck up. Until we win that championship and we hold the crystal ball, shut the fuck up. You don't get to say anything. You don't get to talk about anybody, right? Because if we lose to them and we get beat by them, they're the winners. And guess what? You got some of the greatest. I'll skip ahead to the end and then skip back to the game. You got some of the greatest material in that post game. It was like cutting wrestler promos after the post game. Take the Bulldogs. Uh, I love the one where the the Georgia. I forget his name right now. Apologies to the kid. Um, he takes the microphone and interviews the broadcasters, and he's just like, "Is it safe to say that?" Uh, Georgia's the dynasty of college football right now. Like, yo, the interview was fantastic. They were like, yeah, it's it's the dogs. It's it's the dogs to lose until the dogs lose it. That's what it is. Back to back, as dominant as they were. I mean, bro, when's the last time they lost the game? Did they lose this year? Georgia mm-hmm. was undefeated, right? They were undefeated last year too. Savage, bro. Savage. All right, let's play. That being said, the NFL officiating this year has been horrible. I don't want to hear fucking shit about this year. Fuck off, Cincinnati. You had every opportunity to win this fucking ball game. Fucking eat shit. If you're going to say this year and not talk about the Saints P.I. when they were in the NFC Championship game... That was the worst call ever. Well, then, here, let me rephrase. Why does NFL officiating get a magnitude of difference worse in the playoffs? I don't know. It's always been bad. You They're, look at the play. You look at the play where Mahomes got the flag for the, for the, the, uh, the late hit. Obviously late hit. I'm not arguing that. Good call by the refs. But you look at the play because Mahomes scrambles one way and then scrambles back another way. On that play, there are three Bengals defensive linemen being literally held back from getting to Mahomes. Right? On the run by Mahomes, the corner is sealed off by a blocker who is holding the, the Bengals guy back. And there gets Mahomes gets his scamper, scamper out. On the on the on the intentional grounding they called against Joe Burrow the uh, drive or two drives before. Chris Jones blasts it. Very 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 far after he threw that ball. No. Yeah, way. but th- that I'm all right with that one because it was intentional grounding. If he doesn't throw the football away, Chris Jones is eating that man's lunch, putting him in the dirt. It's a clean play. The dude fucking made a legal play. Fuck you. Get hit. Get hit. That's all I'm saying. It would have been offsetting penalties, but hey, if you were going to fucking make that play, because that's quarterbacks do this all the time. They throw the fucking bullshit football and they don't take a sack. I'm like, fuck that. Forward progress or something. Give these defenses something. Because it's too offensive right now. Defenses are playing with the arms behind their back. Bro, the fucking. Two blocks in the back on the Sky Moore punt. No? Nothing? 
a play that is almost always called in football block in the back. Two blocks from the back, not called. I bet you if we watched a few Bengals punt returns, oh, it's the same thing. Fuck, dude. Two biggest plays of the game. How and can you say run. that? The whole game. The whole game was played. It's 60 minutes. Every single play I matters. I understand what you're Every saying. Single, you can't pick those, two plays. I can't you can't. Pick two plays. I can't pick two plays because those plays moved the ball 60 yards down the field and gave the Chiefs the win. They only had 16 more penalty yards than the Chiefs. Yep, only. Those two last penalties. Oh, those only penalties. 16 more. That's it. 16 I don't care more. The whole game. Normally, we The whole game matters. No, we don't. We don't, in these cases, you don't care about the whole game because those calls define the game. Okay, so the two interceptions don't matter. The five sacks don't matter for Cincinnati. No. Hey, you give up less sacks, you're probably winning that game. You don't throw two interceptions, you're probably winning that game. It's the same thing I said when people asked me my opinion when they didn't throw the flag for the Saints. The Saints were in the red zone twice in the first quarter. Twice. They got there on the first drive. They were forced to kick a field goal. They got there on a turnover interception. They were forced to kick a field goal. That's what loses ball games. This fucking nitpicking two plays is so fucking bullshit. It's so fucking bullshit. So then just play the end. Just play the final two minutes. Zero, zero. Like, oh, it's just two plays. It's not. Those are the most critical plays. If you look at win probability, you get zero interceptions are super critical. Two interceptions is super critical. No, not in that case. Oh, my God. Two interceptions didn't give you 60 yards and a field goal to win the game. That's insane. That's insane. Then there's no reason to watch sports at all. There's no reason. You you are like you are taking this and making it a macrocosm. I'm not making this a macrocosm about watching sports. I'm saying for you to swallow the flag on those two plays, two plays away from each other, is defining of the game. Okay, you we swallow, you don't you you, you don't. Hold your flag in on two obvious penalties. I don't. The whole game matters. On it and then throw it on obvious penalties. The whole game matters. They lost it before those flags. Do not let the refs decide. Do not let UFC officials score the fight. Do not let it happen. Before that, they have they have Kansas City at their forty yard line. If the punt is called back. You have Kansas City with 45 seconds left, no timeouts on their 20. That's not a lost game. They can still fucking get a field goal. No, they can't. The Bengals just had the ball. The Bengals just had it. We saw it happen last year in the Bills game. How can you say no, it can't? We literally saw it happen. We talked about 13 seconds. Probability. We talked about 13 seconds. How many games have you seen that that doesn't happen? I've seen a fuck ton in my life. I've seen Drew Brees do it a fuck ton. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it a fuck ton. I've seen Tom Brady do it a fuck ton. It happens regularly. It does not happen regularly. It's such fucking crap. Every time it doesn't go someone's way, it doesn't. It doesn't go someone's way. It go. Forty-five seconds left. No timeouts. Give me a fucking percentage then. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. Wow, that's so fucking. Uh, that that happens all the time. That's, that's one in eight. That's one in eight. That's one in eight. So eight times is one. one in eight. So it's fucking unreal, bro. I'm so sick of it. 
You lost the football game. Go home and shut the fuck up. You lost the fu You lost the football game. You don't understand statistics if you think seven out of eight is it happens all the time. Twelve percent is a fucking savage percentage. Yes, it is. Twelve. One in eight is good odds. One in eight is good odds. One in eight is not good odds. If you had the ability to win something on a one in eight try, you're fucking taking the opportunity. It's that's good odds. It's ridiculous. It's not good odds. You're out of your mind. I'm so sick of this. The Saints lost the football game before that PI. The Bengals lost the football game before that PI. We had a, that PI in the Saints gives them an opportunity to win that football game. They had every opportunity to win that football game. It's unreal. I'm so sick of it, bro. You know the refs suck. Why are you surprised? Why is this still a talking point? Because they suck more in big game situations. I don't care. It's you, not just that. You it's, can it's, go look at last year's game with the Bengals. When the Bengals beat the Chiefs, they had calls go their way last year's game. But you can't pull up a video where you can point to that in a critical situation that led to a game-winning field goal. I'll go watch that entire fucking AFC championship. I'll fucking send you videos where it's missed call after missed call. It's missed call after missed call. Call's it's unreal. It's uh, calls that lead to points happen all the time. Not calls that, win to, that lead to game-winning field goals. You said it happens one in eight times. That's a fucking ridiculous statistic. That means once an NFL football weekend, right? Because there's eight games a weekend. It happens once a weekend. Once a weekend. That's fucking crazy. It's nuts. It's unreal. One in eight is good fucking odds. For some shit like that, bro. That every NFL weekend, something like this happens where a flag directly leads to a team losing. Every weekend. Why is it now that people fucking, oh, I feel so bad for the Cincinnati Bengals. It was the same fucking shit last year when Mahomes lost to the Bengals. The Chiefs got hosed by the refs. We're just forgetting that now? No, I, it, it's not me feeling bad for the Bengals. Fuck it's the Bengals. It's you call flags in critical situations. I don't give a fuck who it is. They they never call them. Ever. They never call holding to, e call to end the game. Flags. I'm not arguing with you that the Saints should have gotten away, like, should have not gotten that pass interference. The Saints lost like that football game three, in the one, first. It's not just one in eight. That's the thing. Is it's one in fucking, I, I don't know, take eight times fucking four plays. Every NFL weekend, this happens. A, like, but it, a like ref saying, leads to eight times. I don't know a fucking hundred and or two hundred and fifty. It's one in two hundred and fifty-six that they blow a call and then blow another call. Actually, it's more than that because they blew a call on the punt return, they blew a call on holding, and then they they got and then they called a critical flag on the Chiefs. It happens on every. Every NFL weekend, this happens. It's a net 60 yards in four plays. Every NFL weekend. Every single one. I, like, I why are we shocked you, now? I agree with you that one call leads to a game-winning score. I'm arguing this was three calls that led to a game-winning score. We, how, how many times have you watched a team in the red zone draw a defensive holding, draw a pass interference, 
drawn off sides, and then fucking scored the touchdown to win the game. No, but what, you don't get what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I get it. That's fine. Like, a dumbass pass interference has fucked the Panthers more times than I can remember. But a fucking non-call, a, a non-block in the back, which is one of the most called calls in, in the NFL. And they miss them every time. They don't, they, they don't miss them. Every every punt has a block in the back. You talk, you and I talk about this all the time. Just like every one of the most called NFL calls. Every play, there's holding. How are you not on your best game in the best in the best scenario? Because it's fixed. The NFL's fixed. Hey, thank you. <laughs> we can agree on something. Mahomes is in the fucking playoffs against the Eagles. The NFL is fixed, bro. Come on. Chris Jones offsides when Tom Brady throws a fucking interception. Fixed. <laughs> like the why NFL's the fixed. So much though. Like what? Where's the like? Why do we love the Chiefs? Like why does the NFL love the Chiefs so much? Because of Jackson Mahomes, dude. <laughs> so fucking sick of that dude. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't really been that. He actually. Nah, he toned it down. I feel like Pat, this year. Patrick. All the clips I'm seeing of him are from last year. Patrick sat him down, bro. He had, he to, had to. He had to sat him down and been like, and been like, "Yo, dude, like, this shit stops now, bro." I, dude, him and his wife were wilding though. Yeah, they were. Like, what are you trying to fight fans for? You guys won. <laughs> You're in the skybox. Your diamond ring is way bigger. You're married to Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes takes care of his brother. And his brother's like a fucking gigantic TikTok star, isn't Isn't he? Quit having it. Listen. Oh, man. Was it T.I. that said that, like, people clown me because I don't have a hood mentality anymore? He's like, because I moved out of the hood. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's... My dad said that was the first thing he did when he got money. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting away from all these black folk. He's like, aren't you like that? He's like, and? I'm getting away from all of them. It's just like, it's like, like I, I, like, I don't mean to make it a race thing, but like when you get out of the trailer park, quit having a trailer park mentality. Bro, it, the funny thing is, is right, there's like, you know, Southern black America has a lot in common with Southern white America. Yeah, 100%. Except one is in trailer parks and one is like in large okay. stone, happen, like yeah. like st- stone apartment buildings. Right. You know what I mean? I'd rather take the stone apartment building than something I'm losing in a tornado. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. I like I, the, okay. The game, the game was fun. Like it was whatever. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not excited. I wanted like like. My friendship to you, Eric, aside, if I never knew you, I would want a fucking Eagles Bengals or a, a, a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl. That's what you picked for. That's that's literally what you picked for the playoff picks. The complete opposite. Has Eric told you that we're going to the Super Bowl? Are you? Yeah. We will be live at the Super Bowl. Not not the podcast live. We will be live. Oh, don't do the don't do the tens and tens of listeners like that. <laughs> you have to. Uh, you'll have to watch me as I laugh at every flag thrown. I'm sure I'll get after this discussion. What's up? I said I'm sure I'll get a text after this discussion. So 
to to pivot away from this this conversation. Well, we did just yell at each other for five minutes, so yeah. Eric um, didn't interject at all. He's the executive producer. You should have muted us both. Yeah. I don't even know if I have that power. Yes, you do. And don't do. tell me if I do have it. Because... Look at the little microphone next to our names at the bottom. You can I mute can anyone at any time. Eric, I think if you go back and check the replay, this vein on my head got so big. It's like... Oh, bro. There was, uh, that's why I texted in the box. I was like, yo, because I thought I was like, uh-oh. Anyway. Yeah, uh, we're scrapping Nick, up when we see each other, Nick. On principle, bro. Yeah, of course. Didn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it's on site. At the airport. At the airport, I'm gonna put the bag down. Just gonna be like TSA um, swarming us, dude. We're just dropping TSA agents, <laughs> old school wrestling brawl style. All right, sorry, right, go ahead, mute us, dude. Mute us, like you got the power. Uh, nah, that's not my job here. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, that's literally your job. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, if I mute you guys and then there's dead silence, I ruin the podcast. Anyway, let's move on from this. Um, I can't remember a time when it was like this, but didn't it feel like Niners and Bengals were kind of like shitty losers like very sore losers like they like usually you you know you're a professional athlete you oh you take your loss you complain about the refs in the locker room and you keep pushing but like we had fights in the eagles game we got trent williams slamming no. fucking a cornerback or oh, I, trent, I forgot about that bro so, so trent williams is a punk right that trent williams for his entire career has been a very amazing winner and a very very poor loser like, if you look at, like, old Redskins games when Trent Williams was, like, they were losing by a lot, he was body-slamming offensive guards. Like, he was he was just acting a fool, right? That's offensive his, guards? He was getting his own teammates? Sorry, defensively. He was just, he was just being a, he was just being a, a fool. <coughs> oh. the, the, the Niners' actions at the end of that game, I get you're frustrated. Like, you're not charging the field. Come on. It was wild, dude. It was, it, was, it was crazy to kind of, like, speaking of bad refereeing, take control of that. Yeah. Bro, yeah the, that poorly. It, it built up to that, too. Like, there was plays before that where you needed to get it in line. Remember I saw Ed Hockley. Ed Hockley would have never let that brawl happen. Because he just no would have stepped up and be like, all right, guys. There was, there was Ed, a... Ed Hockley wouldn't have called the block in the back either, though. They <laughs> they showed a they showed a funny blocked in his back. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Eric. They showed a funny clip uh, when the brawl started. There was like six Eagles assistants. First thing they all did was locate Jalen Hurts. Like it, it's like it's ingrained in them. Like you see it happen. The brawl's happening, and they all turn this way, and then they all spot them, and then walk towards them. Like yo, yo, you stay over here. Yo, the and the funny shit. thing is, when they spotted him, he was like, he was like, yo, guys, don't worry. He was in a coat. He was he in was a coat. 40 yards back in a coat, but just standing there like, I'm not getting involved in this shit. He was like, he was like, damn, they fighting, fighting. <laughs> He's like, oh, they mad, bro. They mad. That's, by the way, that's the best part of being a quarterback. The best part of being a quarterback is the best part of being a hockey goalie. Is you can start fights and then just walk away. Nobody could touch you, bro. Nobody <laughs> could touch Speaking of hockey fights, you see Bennington? He got fed up with you guys dropping three straight on him. He just squared up, bro. Yo, no, he needs – He needs. okay, here's my opinion, right? So what Jermaine is referring to is a Blues-Avs game, which is becoming the hottest rivalry in they the They hate Conference each right other, now. bro. Because Bennington seems to think that Nazim Kadri took him out in last year's playoffs when Jordan Bennington is just a fucking slice of cake. 
on the fucking on a gay birthday, right? <laughs> he's just he's just a terrible human being. I think he's I think he's a Nazi. I don't that's maybe unsubstantiated. Um, I think he is a national a member of the National Socialist German Workers Party. Bro, how you just insulted this entire man's character? Get the fuck uh, out right, of here! But no, bro. so like. Jordan Bennington is just a, like a punk. He's just a punk. He does the exact same things that I'm talking about. What I just like made fun of is like he just goes and 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 bees and and is a nuisance. He's like Trent Williams then. So in, in this scrum between the abs, like Jermaine said, the abs hung three straight on the Blues, and in the scr- in the scrum, a Jordan Bennington thought somebody did him a slight. <laughs> Jumped on the back of one of the players. <laughs> My opinion in hockey is, if a goalie is taking, if a goalie is going after a position player, fair game. It's it's goalie fight. No, it's goalie fight, right? Oh, okay. It's goalie fight, and the ref stopped uh, Gorgorov. Which, by the way, he won my heart in that scenario, right? Shades of Patrick Waugh coming out of his crease. Was he at half ice? He was at half ice. When they stopped him? He was doing the little shuffle, like the little okay. But the ref stopped him. Like the linesman stopped him from coming out. But, like, if you touch my player, like, like, okay. I get if, like, he slashes you and you give him a little face rub and then the defenders go out. But if you continue after my player – as a goalie, <clears throat> that's my right to come after you, right? I, I'm going across that ice, right? I'm not yeah. saying that, like, defensemen or forwards need to fight goalies. Absolutely not. But goalies fight goalies. <laughs> yeah. I, I was – if the goalie comes at me as a winger or a, or a center or, you know, just any kind of forward or defenseman, it doesn't matter whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. If he comes at me, I, I'm a cold cock. Yeah, you're not getting away with that, though. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. I, I'm ready to square up on the squad, bro. But if your goalie's coming at me, just because he gets a free pass doesn't mean he shouldn't get hit in the face. Well, that's what I'm saying is that if, if, if we're on a team, Jermaine, and the goalie comes at you and you clock him, and then you get ambushed by the other team. Yeah, deservedly so. <laughs> and then the goalie comes after you, now me as your goalie gets to go after that goalie. Yeah. Like uh, you you've done your thing. <laughs> instigated a <laughs> instigated a riot, bro. Damn, Nick is dying. All right, Eric. Let's wrap let's wrap this show up. Go ahead and give us our playoff picks thus far. Uh go from whichever one's doing worst to whoever's doing best. And then uh we'll cl- we'll sign off. <clears throat> All right, so uh, this past weekend, Jermaine went 3-0, and Nick went 1-3, and and Nick's Nuggies went 0-3, bringing the playoff pick totals. Uh, Nick's Nuggies 5-6-1, Jermaine 10-6-1, or actually Nick 10-7-1, Jermaine 10-6-1. Ooh. So we got, we got one pick to separate us, Nick. You one can rule them all. You and can darkness bind them. You can... Uh, Let's see, if I lose and you win, you would win. But if if we both lose Yeah. One pick in the Super Bowl. It'll be that'll be interesting to see. Alright. Um you guys got anything else for the listeners? Eric, you go wanna ye- do you wanna yell now? No, I just go first. Now you're blocking it like an hour.
<laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we should. Uh, no, no sense in leading off with it. They're just gonna hear us yell at the end. <laughs> All right, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host, Jermaine Clo Mendez. This is my co-host, Stickless Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Stop.